Hello soul seekers, so today we are talking about the urge to self-destruct and why is it that there's a part of us that would rather we kind of enfold on ourselves rather than hold soul's hand and step forward into our fullest potential. So this is really where ego starts to play out within us and as you know I'm always talking about inner children kicking off and sure you know, it starts from fear and limiting self-beliefs that we have about ourselves based on our upbringing, perhaps based on things that our caregivers said about us or bullies at school said about us. And so what we're really wanting to do is to look at the workings of our ego and to find out why our ego is trying to keep us held in this dynamic. So My description of ego is usually that of a neurotic teenager because ego at some level in us is trying to step away from who we were told we were by our parents and caregivers and step into a full adult version of ourselves. But we don't really have elders and people who can really help us to navigate the world of adulting. And so we end up in this tricky place where ego doesn't really know how to evolve. We are taught very left brain stuff at school. You know, we go and we learn how to do the nine to five and to go shopping and to deal with money to a basic level. But we don't really learn about emotions. We don't really learn how to connect to our intuition. We don't learn any of that. And so it ends up becoming the kind of gatekeeper to our fears, which is the inner child. And it tries to keep the inner child safe. So basically kind of unfortunately any of the things that you believe about yourself that is negative that the inner child holds it might be you're never enough or that you're absolutely too much for some people or some situations then the ego will basically try and keep you within that framework because it knows who you are in that framework and it stays in control so you know we don't have soul at the helm taking you forward we don't have an inner parent that is driving you forward we have the ego standing as the the guard basically because it doesn't want anything and anyone to activate your wounds right now we've been talking about toxic relationships in the last week and unfortunately in those relationships our wounds will be activated but generally most of the time ego is kind of at the helm and thwarting a true connection to your soul self Now, I'm explaining all of this to you because as soon as we go into self-destruct mode, this is where ego is really kind of out of control. So I'll explain it this way. I've spoken to you before, I'm sure, about your inner child being kind of trapped in a cardboard box and ego likes to keep you in there. It doesn't want you peeking outside. It wants to keep you inside, in a place where it can keep you safe and it knows who you are and it tells you who you are. And so self-destruct mode is kind of like living that life within the confines of the egoic structure in this box and it kind of up-leveling in energy. So not up-leveling as in you up-leveling and escaping from that paradigm. It's like that paradigm continually repeating Right, So most of us have some repeating cycles. Maybe your repeating cycle is in your relationships. Maybe you're always attracted to people who are emotionally unavailable. Maybe you're always, you know, working in places where you're never seen for promotion, right? But in this case, this is where, you know, it's not just happening in a certain space. It's starting to happen everywhere. And ego is constantly bringing to your awareness that, 
your limiting beliefs are correct. It does that to keep you safe. It's like having reins on a child, on a toddler, and it constantly being afraid, right, of the toddler escaping. And that's okay when it's a toddler. What's not okay is, is when it becomes a teenager and then when it becomes an adult and the ego still has reins on it, right? Still has reins on you. It doesn't want you to cross the road. It's frightened of what might happen. And so it keeps bringing scary things into your 3D world to convince you that it's right, okay? So it'll bring in another partner who is a bit of a bully, right? It'll bring in another boss who does not see your potential. It'll bring in another reason for you not to leave your job. It'll bring in another reason for you not to go and change your path. Maybe you want to become an artist or something, right? And you're working in, you know, business management. Your ego will bring you lots of things to stop you from really following your intuition, your intuitive guidance. And I was on a blog this week on really waiting for the juice, which is all about intuition. So if you go to Blogger and you look for Your Soul Revealed, please read that because it's one of those things that we have kind of disconnected from our intuition. And this is why the path to self-destruct becomes so you know, magnetic because we don't really have anything else going on when we're in that place. We don't have intuition. We don't know how to connect to that. We don't hear a soul voice. All we hear is the drama that is ensuing. It's creating variety in our life in the form of drama instead of variety by, you know, pushing through your fears and placing yourself in a path that you're going to have to grow on and it might be scary and that's okay I get that you know everyone has that somewhere I've had it but it it's not the same as soul calling you through your fears and to face your fears ego and the self-destruct just wants you to stay in that and so if you can imagine it a little bit like Pandora's box it's like being trapped in that place with all your limiting beliefs and all your fears and now it's spinning out of control. It's just going round and round and round and you're unable to escape and there's all these kind of scary monsters and thoughts and feelings and shadowy things that are constructs of your limiting beliefs, your fears, your wounds and you're living with them daily and the self-destruct button has been hit and now it seems like the only way out is to take a way out by yourself. And so a lot of people who end up in self-destruct mode are self-harming, are, you know, doing horrible things to themselves, but like addictions, you know, they might even be suicidal. A lot of people who end up in self-destruct end up in a really bad place. And this is because ego has literally taken over who they are. Your personality has now taken control and soul has finding it a really hard, you know, a really hard time of trying to get through to you. So what can you do when you're in this situation? So one of the things is, is you have to really calm the mind, the mind usually at this point, is the thing that is dominant. Ego resides in there and soul resides in the body, right? Soul resides and inner child really resides in the body. You have to become really body connected. This is why meditation can be so helpful because it literally cuts off the thinking. If you can get to a place where you are not believing your thoughts are you, 
and you're stepping back from it, then you're going to be more in tune with what your soul is saying to you. Your soul's never going to say anything bad about you. It's never going to say that you can't do it, that you can't make it. It'll never tell you that you're too much or you're not enough. It just wants your highest potential and it sees it. Soul sees so much more than we can possibly see in our 3D life, right? It sees so much more potential in you. And that's why I do this work because when I work with people, I always see the potential in them. Whether you choose it or not is up to you, but that's where my focus stays. And so what we want to do when you're in self-destruct mode is get your focus away from the self-destruct, away from the limiting beliefs, away from this overly analytical mind that is creating chaos and to start to kind of allay the fears by simply not engaging with them. You have to turn away. So some things you could do with this, like I said, is meditation, but you don't have to just sit and be, you know, trying to think about nothing, especially when you're in a tiz and, you know, you're kind of feeling a bit manic. You can go out for a walk in nature. You could go swimming. You can dance. You could do some yoga. You can do something at the gym. Anything that you can do to literally switch your mind off and be present in your body for a moment to not be thinking about why things aren't working, to not be thinking about why you want to end it, to not be thinking about the pain and trying to escape from it, right? This is using tools that are good for you in order to help you create some space. Space, that little piece in between is the place where soul speaks to you. It's a place where your intuition, you know, the switch goes back on. It's this place where you feel enthusiasm for an idea that you have because there's been enough space for you to create it, right? So this is what we want to do. Create some space to start off with. The next thing we have to do is to look at our environment. Look at your environment and ask who you're around. Do you have tribe who are a few steps ahead of you, right? I don't mean people who understand you because they are going through the same shit and you're both bouncing off one another with your negativity. That's not the kind of person who's your tribe. Tribe are people who will connect with you in conscious, you know, up-leveling. They're going to connect with you in your pain, sure, and they'll empathize, but they'll never keep you there. They'll never talk to you and kind of join in in a bitchy conversation about why you're there and collude in that place. They want you to step up into your higher self, so they're not going to do that. So tribe are people who are, if you're at a point of self-destruct, a few paces ahead. They are people who've gone through what you've gone through, but they know how to get out of it. They've They've chosen certain steps that have worked for them. They can help you. They're not going to let you wallow in self-pity. And the next thing that comes along with tribe, you know, finding your people is, are you doing things that you love? Are you doing things that connect to your inner child? Are you simply stuck in the nine to five in the adulting world and forgetting your creativity and your artistic self? Every child that comes into the world is an artistic creator, right? Every single one of us. And what happens is when we get to a certain age, we are cut off from that. We are told it's not okay to be that child anymore, that, you know, free and creative. And it doesn't matter whether it happens if you have to look after siblings when you're five or nine, or if it happens when you get to 10 and you're told you're too old to do cartwheels in the street. It doesn't matter what it is. At some point, all children are 
cut off from their full creativity because they're told they have to start knuckling down and work and learn. And it's all about training the mind and being still and quiet and listening to someone else and, you know, and putting in this information, just like you're doing on my podcast, kind of, but like putting in that information instead of really being quiet and feeling and dropping into the body and asking what your creativity wants you to do next, asking what ideas are coming through you, asking what you would like to learn to do, right? We don't get to do that. So I'd really encourage you to start getting out of your 3D mind, getting out of the egoic conditioning by using some kind of creativity. It helps you to access your right brain, which is, you know, so connected to dreams and connected to the feminine energy, the flow. Connect to that space so that your left brain, your cognitive function is not taken up with thinking about all of the drama of your 3D life, all of the drama of work, of children, of relationships, of trying to adult and parent and all of that stuff, right? We want to kind of drop you back into a space where you feel free, right? Freedom for a lot of people is a high value. It's definitely one of mine. And you can only really be free if you are free within yourself. You can't be free just by escaping from your job and traveling to another country, although many people try that. Because when you get there, you find you're still with yourself, you're still with your mindset, you're still with your limiting beliefs around you and you start to repeat the same patterns which mean you end up in a job where someone doesn't see you again, you end up being unhappy within it, you're still not creating what you want to create, you're still in relationships that leave you unhappy or they're abusive. So we have to start working from within. Freedom, happiness, creativity, getting away from self-destruct mean calming the ego down right? This is why a lot of the work I do is based on inner child, which is the next step. Reconnecting with your inner child, I'm always going on about because it's pivotal. When we reconnect to inner child, we create an adult version of us that goes back and talks to our inner child and lets it know that he or she is not alone and we're not going anywhere and that we're there for him or her and we're there to help them heal it's not really a healing as much as it's creating trust. And in this case, we bypass the ego, who's like the teenager in the middle. And what happens is as the inner child, your wounds start to recalibrate and the inner child starts to trust you to parent him or her, your teenager part of you, your ego starts to calm down. It doesn't have to be doing the work anymore. So eventually over time, these parts of you start to come together, right? The aim isn't really that we try to pull them all together. The aim is that we create trust so that they all start to align with one another, all right? So if you are in self-destruct at the moment and you are in a loop, it's so enticing because once you get to a point where you really believe you are the ego, you believe the thoughts that it's telling you, and you end up going round in a loop, the only way out of that box, that, that Pandora's box that's been created, is for it to pop. That's why people fall into devastation, into depression, into anxiety, into suicidal thoughts, because they're, they can't hear their intuition, they can't hear their soul. And the only reason they can't hear it is because your ego is so loud, so damn loud, 
it's taken over. And so you have to create some space in order to get there. And if you are on self-destruct right now and you find all of what I'm saying difficult, if you try it all for the next week and you still find that you can't get there, please get in touch with me. Just message me at hi, hi at yoursoulrevealed.com and we can do a free 30-minute session where I shall help you to really navigate around this egoic structure that is crazy making inside of you, all right? So I hope you enjoy the podcast this week and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. So remember, in order to shine, you must align and I will see you next time.